0: Welcome to the Nine broad Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's Word to illuminate and preserve His truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. Hey everybody, this is uh, Jeff Anthony, and... <laughs> I, I, did, I purposely did that because we're sitting here saying, Oh, how are we going to introduce ourselves? <laughs> so, hi, this is Jeff Anthony, and I am here with a special guest, my wonderful bride, Edith.
1: And this is Sean Campbell, and I'm here with my beautiful bride, Stacy, And we're going to jump right into this uh, topic that the church has forgotten. Um, We're getting really getting into the heart of the issue. We're going to talk about porn and masturbation.
0: Wow, we thought the last seven weeks was tough, right? Um, I want to start off by saying how lucky we are that we have an eldership and a church that's allowing us to speak Mm. about this topic, topics, yes, um. there's gonna be some numbers here that are really eye-opening or maybe not really surprising and more like ripping the band-aid off so yeah
1: well i mean it quantified it for me like man like i thought i was bad but i'm not the only one and man we are all addicted
0: yeah so you said we are all addicted so, the first thing I want to point out, porn is not just a guy thing, And I thought to myself today, or actually we were driving home, we were coming back from Wendy's, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I think it'd be awesome if both you and Stacy were to join us because as a man, I don't know what that experience is as far as like what's running through women's head, like what's pornography i I know as a as a man as a teenage boy like what that experience was but it was just baffling to me to know that it's a girl problem as well yeah. so i mean what's that what mm-hmm. what yeah i mean do you agree
2: well yeah but i think it's on a lot of a lot of levels on the level you're talking about is women are watching porn as well like we need to just put that out there um shows movies that seem mainstream and accepted in society are considered pornographic in the in the grand by definition definitely by god by god standards um and for women it's not just videos or uh photos it's in our books i mean romance novels aren't new but now sexually explicit scenes written in novels are becoming norm in in secular like in secular fiction um
3: and not just that but you know magazines you had mentioned in class and art um just different mediums it's not just video like what people normally go to think about
2: and this and then on another level this is this is marketed to women, that this is how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to behave. We're allowed to be sexual in this way, and this is how we're gonna get men and keep men.
0: Marketed it how? Like, I understand how to keep men, but where is it marketed? Where do you find it?
2: I think
3: Stacey had a good example on the Cosmo issue, Mm -hmm. if you wanna talk about that, and how it used to be versus what it is now
2: fashion magazines especially Cosmo used to be fashion, how to dress well, good makeup, good hairstyles, relationships. Maybe they would have a really a article about sex, but if you read a Cosmo today, first of all it's going to have a half-naked woman on it because that's what we're supposed to look like. And then every article in there is some something that has to do with sex. How to keep, how to how to get a man, how to keep a man, the best sexual positions, and a lot of it is either how to please him or how to please you and and this is mainstream this is not a playboy hidden back behind the counter with a cover on it this is in the grocery stores in the checkout line and this is this is the norm and the standard that society puts on us
1: Well, you know there's a reason for that um the porn industry generates 13 billion dollars each year they They make money the more we're addicted. So we're like puppets in this strategic money making machine that knows that we get this dopamine hit from this graphic scene or this pleasurable scene. Mm -hmm. And it just, we actually become chemically addicted to the thing and we just want more. And they just want to pour on the gasoline.
0: Yeah. So porn is sinful. And there's harm that comes with porn in in a couple ways. Psych, your psyche is one, right? Psychologically. Yeah. The other one is relationship. Okay. So if we're gonna focus on just the 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 mind, the psych psycholo- mm-hmm. psychology, you, know, you know, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, our our video that we were prepping for, um, only said two, but I broke it down even. More uh, based on what they were giving us, and it makes a lot of sense. So there's three stages: there's the per- periodic stage, the habitual stage, and then there's the addiction uh, of it. So you know, periodic that's the, that's the oh I've come across it. I'm not really seeking it. Just it, it, kind of it's just intervals, right? Then there's the habitual, and to me, you know, I was like, oh well, habitual and addiction should be the the same, but but they're not. It, you we form habits, right? It's just like, hey, I need. This is how I how I do things. It's part of my life. But when does it turn from habit to addiction? What's the difference?
3: I think when you need it, like you can't survive without
0: it. Yeah,
1: I mean that's what I was going to say. Is you know, a habit is something that you do. Addiction is something that does it to you. Like mm-hmm. you are. There's a chemical dependence is the word that they talk about in uh, anonymous groups is that you become dependent on the thing. And in this case, it's because there's this dopamine hit that you and there is an actual chemical addiction when it comes to porn because it feels good in your brain. And it releases that. And just like any drug, it feels good. Then you need more of it and you need more of it, and you need more of it to keep the same high, and it just drives that addiction. The other element that I'm going to talk about in class Wednesday is that it becomes behavior-modifying. After you Mm -hmm. become addicted to it, it modifies your behavior, and just like you need more, you need stronger hits, you want to start acting out those things, and just like... A stronger hit they become naturally more violent and explicit why is this not only just that's the problem but like is it really that big
0: a deal like it is. is it really that problematic it is right and that's going to go into the relationship part of it you know um uh, just listening to you say the adding that that fourth one um so i shared like right being a drug addict in the past my drug addiction didn't what I thought didn't hurt people; it didn't affect the the, would you say the modification behavior, mm-hmm. right? Most people are like you a what? Like they didn't even understand that I was suffering from that kind of addiction. But I can see people that I hung out with that it was that that now is like they're lashing out at people; they're stealing from people so they can get their hit. Um, they're um, burning bridges, right? They're literally. Where we see parents, not because they don't want them to be around, but they have to remove themselves for the safety of the other kids that they have. Right? And to be like, oh, porn doesn't hurt nobody. Yeah. Right? And it's like, oh, porn is not victimless. Right? Porn does hurt people. And that's where... The fourth stage comes. And I think maybe that's why it's a problem. That maybe we have talked about one, two, and three. And we're just missing that fourth step. That's making it the bigger issue. Well, I mean, like, how did my
1: addiction hurt you?
2: I think mainly two ways. One was this was a, this was something that you felt you had to hide. So, because it was shameful. You were ashamed of this. And any time in a married in, in marriage that you're hiding something, you're causing that division of something that God joined together. When, but the scripture talks about like, we are now one thing and we're putting something in the middle of that that's severing a relationship that I don't even think in words can describe. The second part of that is is something we talked about with the ladies today is porn imprints, that visualization, um, those videos imprints in your head. And so not only is the potential there for when in our sex you are thinking of that video, you are also at least subconsciously expecting me to perform like the women in those videos. You're also expecting yourself to perform like the men in those videos. And so the biggest issue with that with porn in a relationship is that it, it drives, like I said, it puts, I mean, it drives a Canyon into something that God put together.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And if I could speak to something on that is it was marked, it is marketed. We talked about marketing. It is marketed to couples. I have heard psychologists say for when, for couples that are having problems in their sex lives, you should watch porn together because it will arouse both of you because it'll, maybe it'll give you ideas of new things that you can try. But really what it's doing is the same thing where now you're not aroused because of what you two are experiencing together in intimacy. You're aroused by other people, other people that now you have a visual of, and that is imprinted in your head. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not guaranteed that you can perform in that way. These people are, quote, professionals. And also we're talking about cinematic Um, art here where they have camera angles and cuts and things like that where they're just like any other movie they're making it look the best that they can right this is not realistic and so and so it's it was marketed to this is a tool that you can use to better your marriage it was a huge lie Mm -hmm. that many even happily married couples fell for and it actually ends up destroying that marriage because of the wedge that it it puts into their relationship yeah
0: the canyon that it i love the word you, when you said canyon between a wedge right it's it, that's mm. a small little gap and you're absolutely right about the canyon um because <clears throat> you're right it, we get those ideas as a man we have that idea like well it becomes such a natural thing to see that that's what we're expecting our wives to do i think i mentioned maybe like two two weeks ago i think in a podcast right that we basically want to turn our spouses into horse hookers. Porn stars. Yeah. Oh. You know, and, and that's such an unfair thing to do to them. Um, because then the bedroom doesn't become a place to become one. It just becomes a filthy place, right? right. It's another and, show. Yeah. To try out for another yeah. show. Yeah. And um, sometimes I. I, I look into our past, and I think about the times we did have sex. How many of those times was just the part of, like, I have to fulfill the role of a wife, and not that I want to be here. And um, we, we were one of those couples that watched porn together because we thought, oh, it'll be beneficial for us, but it wasn't at all, you know? Yeah, it's something yeah.
3: that I talked about in, in our ladies' class today that, you know, I I... I almost had pride in like, oh, I'm the cool wife. I watch porn with my husband and, you know, that's the thing to do. But inside, I was just, it was miserable, you know, and I was comparing myself to these women and I could never live up to that, what was on the video, you know. So it was I was saying one thing because I thought that's what you wanted to hear. But on the inside, I was screaming inside, right? I didn't want to do those things. And it was yeah, talk about driving a not a wedge but a canyon in between our relationship. Yeah. It was very harmful. Looking back,
0: yeah, and get to the point where then you get upset, men get upset for not doing that, or be like, "Well, it wasn't what I expected." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, which a lot of this is going to go into the second thing, right? That what the conversations are, um, the the harmfulness of what pornography does to us, you know? And um, we talked about sex two weeks ago in, in class, you know, and there's the taboo word, right? Yeah. Sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, it's such a beautiful thing that we've corrupted. Yeah. And, um, I know that we discussed a little bit um, regarding some of the information we're, we're about to provide you. Well, what? Yeah. What has caused this increase? And it's always speculation of what we're gonna say, but I think it's pretty easy to see it though. All right, so there's uh I think I think there's like four hundred different sites you can go to to find pornography. Okay, four hundred twenty five sites. Um, four hundred of those sites are U.S. based. Um, what did I say? Fifty five percent are out of the state of California.
1: Wow what that yes my mind.
0: i mean i'm not surprised yeah. but... not, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what i said i was yeah. like i'm not surprised <laughs> but still you know to be like wow just to focus still like you know 55 from one single state that that's well i mean that's where they make crazy. movies yeah um but one site from uh the 22 2022 stats this one site had five point or 5.8 billion hours of viewing just mm-hmm. this one site okay so, if we were to take the 24 hours time uh which are a day and multiply that by 365 days, that's 8,760 hours in a year. Okay? So, that's going to calculate to 662,000 years that it would take for one normal person to watch porn. And that's
1: 21, 22? Yeah so just in to give a little context in 2016 it was 4.6 billion hours from one website so it's gone up in five years Is now i guess it didn't seem like that 1.2 billion hours more in five years that's Five hundred and twenty four thousand years of porn or seventeen thousand lifetimes. Mm. That's like
3: that's just one site. One
1: site. That's Out of the whole that's of wow. I think it. but mm. I mean
0: But that's interesting. So twenty seventeen was two point five, so twenty eighteen was two point seven. Not a not a huge increase really by the numbers relatively but so i have 2018 stats yeah my interest is more that a uh, 2020 stat
3: because of covid yes oh
0: uh, uh. uh. i think that's where when we're looking at 125 percent increase yeah right that uh. that is something so um one thing i've mentioned um in class is that um I help lead an accountability group and um there's this uh, prog- uh program that we follow it's called the porn plan and they've they found um that there's four things that men typically like in this mood that they're in um that causes them to look at pornography or, or to masturbate uh, and they use the acronym halt when we're hungry mm-hmm. when we're angry when we're lonely, and also when we're tired, That makes yep.
3: a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Halt! Well, guess what? There was a bunch of halt. the The world came to a halt in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Literally and
1: so metaphorically, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So now the movie industry, everything went streaming.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. So much food in a sense became streaming too right because now it's like oh order the food don't go to the restaurant don't Grubhub,
1: hub uber yeah.
0: eats doordash yeah so now everything is confined within the walls yeah. of your home so i'm more interested in what that number was like how much <laughs> did it jump up from this number because that, that's just a small gradual. If we just take the little small from 2017 to 2018, yeah. it went up 0.2, right? Yeah. But from 2018 to, to 2022, it went up 125%.
4: Yeah.
0: Huh.
3: And once you get into that hole, climbing out of that, it's hard. Even though we're not stuck at home anymore, right? Like, now you're addicted. Yeah. Yeah. And... How do you get out of it if nobody wants to even talk about it?
1: Right. Like, church doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, mom and dad don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it between you. And, I mean, you're starting to get to the point where you'll talk about it in an accountability group or Wednesday night Bible class. Um, but, Mm -hmm. But we're so used to hiding it. If sex is taboo, I mean, everybody knows that porn is bad. So we don't want to talk about this gift that God gave married couples. We sure don't want to talk about this. This actually evil thing.
2: Yeah, well, You have, and we talked about this a little bit today, is, like you're saying, it It stays in the dark.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like, no one can know I'm doing this because there's so much shame. But now you see in society there's this pendulum swing. We never swing to the middle. We always swing to the opposite side. Where now, oh, it's okay. Not only is it okay to watch porn, and you should do it with your spouse or your significant other, but it's becoming now is becoming mainstream it used to be secret websites it, th- like that's very interesting but that's probably what would be considered hardcore porn right <laughs> that doesn't include things that we watch on network television yeah um like Jaycee i see with the stars they, it, like that, keep that, that, about that matt like i'm like i said before about magazines is this has become normal and okay <laughs> and so and yet and and yet still in the church we're still not talking about it um and perhaps because it's the world that's saying it's okay but i think the church still doesn't talk about it because the church because deep down we know that this is wrong society is telling us it's okay you can be set we're sexual beings embrace your sexuality um and yet still deep down in our core the holy spirit is screaming absolutely not that is not what i created sex to be
0: now i um i think it's super important now that i'm looking at at our board here that it's easy for us to. To skip which we actually actually did going into we don't want to talk about the porn we also don't want to talk about what kind of porn is being watched that not all porn is heterosexual right so i pointed out in class today based on this uh from 2021 to 2022 the term bromance in the search engine jumped up 228 (laughs) percent right so what i wanted to point out Is that we have people in our congregation that are not attracted to the opposite sex. They are attracted to their own sex. And we need to be able to talk about that. Which is going to be a little teaser to what's coming up in the next course. Right? So how do we discuss that with people? Right? Like, hey, porn is porn. Whether it's straight or gay, porn is porn. Whether it be soft or be hardcore, porn is porn. And if we just keep our mouths shut, there's, there's no way anything will ever get fixed. And people will be in their little walls doing the most horrific things.
1: Well, I think part of our answer is what I was talking about at lunch today is really came to me back in 2010. Um, President Obama changed the rules in, in the military that allowed same-sex couples to move off base And live together but it had to be approved by your commander and I was their commander and I had at least six lesbian women that I knew of in my unit and I was terrified I posted on Facebook like I don't know what I'm gonna do please help and the spirit revealed something to me that it's no different than my sexual sin that if I follow my natural desire and we talked about this on wednesday night the effect that abuse has on patterns of sex being abused as a child i was five years old my first willing sexual encounter was in preschool i remember like it was yesterday so i was as close to born with it as you can get my natural desire starting the age of five was sinful so the People who say they're born with it, that are attracted to the same sex, we're no different. And you may think it's different, but for me to be faithful to Stacy, I have to deny 37 years of my life of that addiction to that sinful thing. It is just as foreign to me as someone who's attracted to the same sex who acts on their innate born-in attraction. And I think that's part of the discussion, how we can have that conversation is and I am no different. I look different. The world sees it as different, but really, we're no different.
0: It, for us in this conversation, uh, like I mentioned, we are different. And the fact that we here at the church are held to a different standard. Okay? <laughs> so that's the segue for uh, page number two there. If you can go ahead and share that one. Down. So, you're saying that we are different from what Sean's, you're disagreeing with Sean, Miller, you
1: think, or you're moving to something else? I'm leading to something else. It's almost as if he wrote this stuff and knows what's next.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Too, uh, so, everything that we've been doing since, since God has privileged us to do what we're doing here with the young adults is to have the conversations with those who don't believe in Christ, right? To understand their sins are our own sins. We're not any better than them. Like you're saying, we're there, but we are different because we do know better. We're supposed to be different, yeah. Hmm. But right, we're but, not that different. Right. But we're not different in the sense when God comes to cast judgment, we're all going to be held to the same standard. Right. Well, I think what yeah. you're
3: saying is we're not different and the temptation is the same, yeah.
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? It's right. the same level, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, it looks different, but the temptation is still there mm-hmm. and it's still strong. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hear it like I'm a Christian, so I am different. I've claimed saving faith in Jesus, but in 2015, 2016, I was leading worship at church. Addicted to porn. I was teaching Sunday school class to military men while addicted to porn. I mean, the surveys again from 2015 among pastors, 51% admit that porn is a temptation, and 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women admit to
0: watching porn at least once a month.
1: We're supposed to be different.
0: We're not. I'm okay. not. So. Which, on these stands, must be probably a little bit more up-to-date. Yeah. 65% I mean, pastors struggle or have struggled with addiction to pornography. 55% of youth leaders struggle to have, for, struggle with porn or have struggled with porn. Now, right above that, just, we have this other one, right? Two-thirds of men in the church constantly constantly watch see. porn and the number for women is not that far away. How do you do that math?
1: I'm I'm trying to do so the world did a 125% increase from that period of 2017 to 2022. We've gone from 51% of pastors to 65% of pastors. That's yeah, 55 divided by 65. That's 127%. We are exactly the same as the world or worse. Because but we because we're that. supposed to we're be different. Yeah. But our numbers
0: are no better. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: And right. Of course I put it sarcastically up there, shocking truth. Right. Because we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know the problem, and I'm still blown mm-hmm. away. You know, so I shared this with the with the men today. The ages eighteen to 24 seventy six percent of um Christians of that age actively search porn once um Oh no, actively search porn. And I forgot to put my little punctuation there. Once again, it's not just a guy thing because that number does include the women of the church.
4: Mm.
0: So, if we're just the new numbers, I'm not accusing those in our class. So we have 20 20 in our class, right? That makes it basically 15 people in our class are watching porn. Statistically speaking, regardless of of sex.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, we barely talk about it as a guy thing, but we pretend like y'all aren't sexual beings. Hmm. Like what does that do to your spirituality with your walk with God? If we pretend like you don't know what sex is, let alone attempted by it, when the world is telling you to be
2: all sexual, right?
1: Right, but the church says you can't have, you can't actually be sexual. What does that do? It's confusing more
3: than anything mm-hmm. for me personally, right? Because you're getting two different
2: messages. Mm-hmm. The the number of of women that suffer from depression and anxiety, like actually going to the doctor to be treated for such, is 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 the majority of women and uh, my hypothesis is because of the dual messages that we receive and and many of those women are conservative christian women and i think that the issue is because the world has no problem talking about it and it is in like i said before it's in our face everywhere we turn this is our it's like our job these are the standards we are to uphold according to society but the church wants nothing to do with this conversation. In fact, our job is to, we speak about submission to our husbands. We speak about childbearing and child rearing. We don't, and then somewhere in there sprinkled is, you need to have sex with your husband. And we rarely talk, about, we do not talk about that. And so it is confusing. And it's not just on a, I don't know how to process this. It is our our brains, And our spirit, our spirit nature conflicting. And that is a a huge part of why we're so, why we're so anxious. Why we have such anxiety Um, and anxiety doesn't help in the bedroom. I'll just put it like that. Um, Yeah. I don't know how to go from there, but yeah.
3: Yeah. I agree with everything (laughs) you said.
2: Yeah. But I think the consensus, we should say the consensus is that women are like, I'm going to just put it out there women are sexual god created us right. to be sexual beings like y'all said his first command to adam and eve was to have great sex we acknowledge that in order to procreate and have babies like god told us to do we have to have sex and i agree with you that i think that god intended it to be great um we are not void of sexual desire i think that that is something else that society likes to put up there that we are busy and we're tired and we're stressed and we we yoga pants all day and or mom jeans and mom jeans and for, for real now yeah for real mom jeans again um and that we just have sex because our husbands want us to
3: right
2: the world says we just have sex because there's two things not only is the world and the church trying to conflict and give us these two messages the world says we're either uber sexual or we're just these tired zombie moms mm-hmm. wearing yoga pants or mom jeans and hoodies and our hair's all a mess. Mom hair don't care,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right? That, that have no sexual desire and then judging the church because they think the church is supposed to be telling, they're telling their women, just submit and just do it with your husband because he wants it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I grew up hearing. I just, I knew whatever woman I was going to be with that. She's not going to want sex a bunch of me, so I just have to learn to deal with it. And that drove me to porn and masturbation and all those things. Because not only is the church telling women, you know, it's not that you're not that sexual. You just need to submit to your husband. The church is telling me that when I get married, my wife isn't really going to want to have sex anyway. So I've got to work really hard to talk her into it. Um, because she's the church is telling me my wife isn't going to be sexual Mm -hmm. on top of telling her she's not going to be sexual and that just creates more frustration and dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. because we're all angry and disappointed
2: and no wonder the the vast majority of christians according to these stats turn to porn because men are told your wife doesn't want it so you're going out to seek women who want it And so while you may know that's going to imprint on my brain, your subconscious, your evil heart that we were born with is telling you, well, at least that woman that's imprinting in my head, she wants it. And while I love my wife and am devoted to my wife, at least now I have some kind of connection and it's and it's all a lie because that woman couldn't care less that you exist that woman is not there for you that woman is there for money she was paid to do that
3: or forced into doing
2: or for- that. I mean that's a whole we yeah. have yeah, that whole of the conversation about yeah. that part of the harmful mm-hmm. the harmful part of porn but but again causing that canyon is because we don't have these conversations. We don't have these conversations with young married couples. Mm -hmm. We don't have them before they even get to the point of being young, of being married, Mm -hmm. is that you should desire. That's what the scripture says. Your desire will be for your husbands. And while that may have been a, quote, curse that sent Eve out of the Garden of Eden, God also said we were also spoken to having children. And so my desire for my husband is not a curse. It's how God created me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is, I think we don't talk about it, but we definitely don't talk about the truth of it, of what sex is supposed to be. It's not a duty. Right. It's not an obligation within marriage. It's, it's, it's the joyful part of God joining two people together.
0: I think it's interesting that <clears throat> you're going to the part where, um, Husbands, your wives aren't going to want to have sex with you. I was, growing up, I, I was taught more like, your wife has to have sex with you.
1: That's what we've talked about in Wednesday night mm-hmm. class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is, I can't control myself, so my wife needs to put out. Yes. That's like, what every man's
3: like, battle yes. is.
1: Bounce your eyes, all that garbage. You can't control your body, your
0: wife has to put out. So, so I'm glad you both are here. So who's been on your end? Are you, Is it men and women are getting two different messages that uh, I'm just asking, right? So we're taught, no, your wife has to put out, your wife has to do this. And if not, then yeah, you're at liberty to go seek it somewhere else. Okay. Um, not saying to everyone, I'm just saying here, here, right? And then you guys are saying, no, oh, no, you know, you don't have to put out um you know you shouldn't really want to have sex or you're you know like you're the message you were saying Mm -hmm. you know is that what was taught to you was it coming from your parents or was it coming from the magazines was it coming from television because i can't see the part where married with children right al didn't want to have sex with his wife and then the paragraph then it shifted and he wanted to have sex and then she didn't want to have sex right so i can see the part like oh Married couples don't want to have sex, right? But we saw Al right going to the clubs, uh, having nudie, nudie magazine cl- um, groupings in his basement with his friends in the garage. You know, a lot of what we're we're talking about here, you know. So to me is like, is there a difference between male and female when you know, like who who taught you guys that? As far as both of you, like. Oh, okay, hey, there's going to be a struggle. You're not going to always want to put out. And, you know, sex is not really something you have to do. Or men are like, no. Well, we heard at least what I'm assuming is, no, they have to. It's the total opposite. So did your dad tell you don't put out? <laughs> like, do uh, Or was it mom? Or what was it? I, I don't know. I'm really interested. I know I'm kind of all over. The Sunday school teacher?
2: I think we have, I think, you can ask a hundred women that and you're going to get a hundred different, different answers. answers. Yeah. Because it depends on, goodness, it depends on how growing up, how, your, how forthcoming your parents were and what denomination, whether you grew up in the church, what denomination you grew up in. I can tell you the denomination I grew up in was uber conservative and we did not have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I then changed denominations as a middle schooler and they taught they taught us and spoke very openly about that and they split us up into boys and girls and and we were at, allowed to ask questions um but then my then what changes my own life experience with um yeah with what i learned mm-hmm. i guess from that and yeah i think the other thing is you mentioned family and church peers are also a huge influence of of that as well so
3: I don't remember ever having a conversation with anybody, not my mom, not my dad. I remember, yeah, maybe in high school with friends, and it was always, like, inappropriate thing. Um, and that, you know, so, yeah, I don't think I ever was taught a specific thing. It was just what I saw, videos, magazines, and TV, and friends.
0: Okay, so was it caught more than taught?
4: yeah
0: how about for i think it was more caught for me than mm-hmm. it was taught mm.
2: <laughs> i think that's the issue yeah mm. we're, we're trying to change that 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 generational
4: curse sin, curse, curse yeah.
2: is openly having these conversations um so that my children hear it my daughter hears it from me first yeah and that our sons hear it from sean first yeah. And and it's not weird, and it's not, weird and it's not taboo. It's not once, right? It's yes. it's over and over, age-appropriate discussions, um, so that, like we've said, it is no longer a secret thing in the dark and on the dark web. Mm-hmm. It's now out in the open, so that when their eyes are, it is put in front of their eyes. Because it, again, it's it everywhere.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: They can they know that we can we will talk to them,
4: mm-hmm.
2: without shame. Without weirdness, um, that's a word. Yeah. Um, and and so that it's not just caught because our my friends were terrible teachers yes. um, <laughs> about that specifically.
1: I was teaching my friends. Yes. <laughs> I was the teacher. Yeah. Right.
3: Jeff actually tried to teach me
1: <laughs> before
3: we dated. He was yeah, I won't go into details, but I he was not a good example. I'll say
1: that (laughs) surprise (laughs) we've been talking about that oh wretched man that I am
0: (laughs) so my siblings would be really upset with me you know um, so my younger sister and my younger brother I had conversations with them at a young age like this is sex and if you're going to be an idiot and have sex you need to use protection you know I had those and they're like you should not be talking to them that way and I was like well why not? It's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it, it's we have to, right? We have to because you're right. Bad bad theology teachings, right? Like well, uh, that, Yeah. That Andy Minio song. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning a dumb sermon, absolutely, yeah. right? So um So what's the right what's the right message? Like I mean All right, so for one, how off-putting is it that it's called putting out, (laughs) right? There's no intimacy in that, you know, putting it out of the room. There's no more intimacy. And that's, I think we've done a really good job, especially because of the Holy Spirit leading us through these conversations that we're having through the podcast and actually in class too, you know, that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to remind us the this, this is a beautiful thing done under his um what's the word I want to use like ord- direction yeah. right his ordinance correctly and there's so much joy that comes from it right there's when you actually have a real relationship with your your spouse and you're doing this intimate thing it's no more of a it's no longer a battle of like hey we need to schedule this or hey. Right, because, like, that's not intimate. Like, hey, we're, we're going to have sex on Friday at 7 p.m. <laughs> don't have cheese. Don't have grape, right? <laughs> make sure, it's Make true. sure you take your. <laughs>
3: no dairy.
0: Yeah. Make sure you wow. take your Excedrin P.M.s or like, <laughs> right. That's no longer that. That there is a, it's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we didn't have that until maybe this past year. Mm-hmm that now it really is that bond. It's like, oh, I need to, because I. the video said a God, a God uh, what is it? the hole is God-sized, right? Mm-hmm. And only God can fill it. Yep. And then, um, but there is a little piece that he, li- he leaves for your spouse to fill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even when we found God, there was that one piece that I needed to find, eat it, and be like, okay now so like when we are intimate with each other it's not just an act anymore it's not just like oh i'm right i don't want to be rude right and be like oh i just need to satisfy myself it's more like oh i just want to be with my wife you know and and these guys will one day get to that point and that's exactly what we wish upon them because that's what god wants to offer them right that amazing sex is the Bible will say it, right? right. It's like, and that's the part, you know. Yeah. But because we demonize it, I mean, we,
1: we're talking about with abortion. Like, we drive kids to it, to the sin, because we don't want to talk about it, and we do talk about it, we demonize it. Yeah. And so, it's going to suck. The rest of your life, Don't I mean, marriage isn't going to be fun, sex isn't going to be good, you're going to be addicted to porn, so better have fun now as opposed to man, God's plan is so awesome. And his first command is have great sex, but there's a reason why, you know, we talked about imprinting. We talked about all these negative aspects of it, but we don't talk about how God created this amazing thing that is life giving in the literal sense, but also in the metaphorical sense that it just, it refreshes your relationship. It draws you closer together. Yes. We become one flesh, but we become one spirit in that act. And we leave that part of the story out. We don't put that in the conversation. We only say, don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. As opposed to, this is the reason you should wait. Yes, like we talked about purity culture, just be pure. But part of it's good, just like the prosperity gospel. <laughs> just there's, there's an ounce of truth in there, but we miss the, this is why. This is why why you should wait. This is why you should be pure. Because when it is just you and your wife, and that's the first time, that's your imprint, and that's where you're making that perfect connection. Because you're filled with God, and you're just that final piece. You're that, I don't know, some somewhere in that mix. And
0: there's nothing screwing that up. Yeah, so... You know, obviously, NABRO has the significance and the NA stands for salt, right? Sodium. So when I was doing the study of why salt, is, it has so many different elements, right? And uh, salt itself, when God was referring it to the purest of form, that it can't lose its taste, it can't lose its uh, preservation uh, elements of it until... You bring an outside chemical into it, mm. that then it loses its taste, then it loses it. And that's exactly what happens when you introduce porn into your life, that you're now taking that pure, that pureness that God has offered us from it. We're now corrupting the purity out of it. And that's where the purity culture failed to do. Is like the, the beauty, like how pure that is. They said, no, you have to stay pure. And you were telling me about the the lady who wrote that book, mm-hmm. right? That was like, Oh, I kept my virginity but uh, oh, she was excuse me, the word on it's you know. Yeah. She she, yeah. she she took it into her own hands to, to do other things, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and and she talked uh, about it. She that was her
1: identity. That she could make men happy and she says by the end of it, she also had control over women too. Wow. Oh. She she was that broken that she was proud that she satisfied every member of the men's soccer team at LSU, and then she started going after the girls' soccer team because she was that powerful, she could make men and women feel good.
0: All right, so we're going to go ahead and segue to the second part unless you guys have anything else that we can talk about that we may have missed on this specific. Obviously, we're going to come back to it. But I think it'd be a good way for us to segue into the masturbation yeah. portion of, of our conversation. Um and so I really have two two questions to ask about this one. So if you if you can flip the page for me there. Is masturbation really a sin or is it just bad?
1: No, <laughs> <Not it. laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I mean, because you know, I've got an answer, <laughs> but I'm trying not to control so, everybody.
0: I think the consensus was that it's not a sin, and that yes, it is bad, right? And I think we fell as parents when kid when our children are like, "Well, why? Because I told you so." That's not the a great, answer, ad- yeah, it's way. not a great answer, right? So uh, let's let's first look at the part. Why is it not a sin? Okay, so first backing up, that
1: sounds like a logical fallacy. And the logical fallacy is the distinction without a difference. How is something bad but not a sin?
0: So I mean, are we creating sins like the Jews did? If God didn't say it and didn't actually say it as a commandment? Right. I mean it's not the eleventh commandment, don't masturbate. Right. Um, right. It, I mean not all things that are that are bad are just, Sin, right,
2: yeah. everything is permissible, not but either. not everything is beneficial.
0: Bringing the Bible into it, uh huh. Oh, I thought you were quoting uh, Assassin's Creed <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Third Paul. They're playing... <laughs> well,
3: the only two, um, passages that we were able to find, right? Were what was one Leviticus? One was in Genesis,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then one was in Leviticus, Leviticus, or... yeah and it wasn't very specific as to this is a
2: thin. yeah Genesis 28 isn't a, a narrative so a descriptive it's not prescriptive um Judah told um Judah told a man that he needed to essentially procreate with his dead brother's wife so that she he his brother could have an heir they can continue the generational line he refused or he didn't want to and so the the scripture calls it spilling his seed on the ground um so that he either would weaken his sperm or not impregnate her either one um the language carries on to leviticus 15 where it became levitical law and it just talks about how a man essentially who has the scripture says discharge or emission of semen those words are all used that he's unclean until the till that evening um it's not condemnation but but it is interesting that it, it made him unclean. And therefore unable to worship, unable to commune with the rest of the
1: trials. Which is bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's not quite the logical fallacy that I thought originally. Because, yeah, it's not condemnation, but it is conviction.
0: Huh. So, the, and and in Leviticus, it, it's basically referring to, like, oh, well, obviously, if you're having sex, the majority of the time, you're going to emit something. So... So after that, you're unclean until the, that evening.
3: But I think right? Leviticus is uh, specifically speaking about masturbation, no? Is that the because
0: it says is both the, of them, right? <laughs> Later on it says yeah. both of them are unclean. After you have sex.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh? yeah. First date, and we, first we
0: we're we were going down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah, we are.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, that day on Friday. Oh, that yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are going down a rabbit uh, hole. What
2: if what if this and this
0: yeah and and i brought up how the the catholic faith the way they view masturbation right that it's as bad as going and getting an abortion right Um, because you're basically kind of referring back to exodus where he's like i'm gonna keep a child from being born you know by weakening my semen or um not Allowing that to enter an egg or whatever the case might be, so that's kind of how they they look at it. And I mean, they taught a lot. I mean, on that. I mean, well into my teen years, fearful of even not fearful of, of having the act, but me doing it myself, I had a lot more fear of that than I did having sex. That sounds
1: internally consistent because doesn't hasn't the Catholic Church opposed birth control? Mm -hmm. For a while, I think for the same reason. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, at least they're consistent. Yeah, which um, when we look at it, the we're gonna touch it really, really really quick because our course doesn't touch abortion, which is really important because porn is a long leader of leading to abortions. Um, The Catholic Church uh, and the Mormons are the least amount of um, recorded um religious background of abortions that it's less than like uh, 0. 0.01 wow huh. yeah so they do a very good job of this but it's very um uh, damnation driven yeah fear yeah the fear group you know what i mean so um which we touched on is um someone mentioned today like no um it's not a sin and if it was a, it's a forgivable sin uh, which i found something which i posed to you right was does the protestant church which accounts for 65 percent of the registered christians who commit abortion was a protestant um which that's a whole slew of, yeah <laughs> right we'll that like, one yeah this summer yeah um, um but is it because we're taught grace that we're like okay hey i, I can go have an abortion or i can masturbate it's no big deal god gives me grace it gives me a license to sin which paul refutes that right um yeah should we go
1: on sinning? that grace may abound yeah absolutely not yeah but um, i mean that's what the catholic church said
0: but i mean why is it bad
1: yeah
4: Um,
0: so one you're 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 physically causing the the ability to go and impregnate somebody okay and we know scientifically if you're trying to conceive right um that first try is going to be the most important and they tell you don't wear tight underwear don't do any of these because they need to be able to swim up the canal with full strength right um if you go and exercise and then you go and try to do the performance you're gonna be weak and it's the same thing so that's what you're doing your swimmers aren't going to be at their full effect so right the bible literally Tell us that. Mm-hmm. I mean, more science from... did. <laughs> oh, wait, don't oh, sorry that my... <laughs> hey,
1: You want Michael Phelps to be in with Leah Thomas? Um...
4: Oh my! <laughs> I don't
1: know. She has a goal. Never mind. He. <laughs> we're not going to buy into that whoop yeah. junk here. Um... <laughs> okay, sorry, but that's sorry once again. <laughs> that's that's one thing, but I mean only one gets there only one does the job. So there's, I mean, the natural process that there's millions and millions that don't do the job. So, I mean, what's the harm of wasting a few more million because the odds yeah. are, and it only works like maybe 36 hours in a month.
0: So, I mean, the rest of the time it's not doing anything. So my answer today, um, regarding this, um, is right. First all, we got to remove the myths that, um, of like, oh, if you masturbate too much, you're gonna get ED. Oh, you masturbate too much. Oh, there's a bunch of myths that are associated with that. Well, I mean, to go help blind, scare you, that was something that it was around. A lot. <laughs> well,
1: let's You'll go, go. Oh yes! Yeah.
0: Remember or, the? Oh, are you gonna grow hair on your palms? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh my goodness, right. So, I digress. Um <laughs> What's my not? answer? My answer was no one knows your body better than you do. So if you learn how to satisfy yourself, you don't need your wife anymore. One of the numbers that we didn't go over is that um, a quarter, I think it said, a quarter of Christian marriages uh, end up uh, getting divorced due to pornography and masturbation because the man has found a way to satisfy himself that he no longer needs. Um, Which me, tracking down the other one, why bromance skyrocketed, Right. This is just Jeff Anthony's theory, and just kind of seeing things. We have seen uh, since COVID a big push of mutilation, a big push of ch- changing your gender, and um, a big push of like, if you have these feelings, you're gay. That's well, just you, the gay agenda is such. A you key. are
1: your feelings. Yeah.
0: And I talked about uh, once again about Luca, right? The 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 movie Luca, like. I understand the relationship that um, the, the two characters of this movie had was a friendship that was more than just like, oh, that's just my bro. It was and an it was,
3: intimate yeah, relationship. Yeah, it was very intimate. Not sexual, but intimate.
0: Yeah, like we talked about last right. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, referring to those things. So if the world is being like, oh yeah, no, that satisfaction, you only get that in the sense of like an intimate love where you're partnered together. Because obviously a woman's not giving you that. So it must be gay. Yeah.
1: I mean right? I know this guy's gonna
0: yeah. win it, so I do. So I mean we're yeah. at least equally matched. So when we see those things, I can see why. I'm not and and the thing on there was like it was just searched. I don't know how many of the that two hundred and twenty eight percent actually watched, but it was definitely searched. That's the one thing we do know. I mean, so I think all of that comes into play from here. It's like, well, if women can't give me that satisfaction and i'm a man and i can do it myself well, obviously another man's going to know the man parts mm-hmm. right and um not to get graphic when you're watching pornography um and you're seeing two women doing the same thing that it it's groomed you you're being groomed that it's okay and this is the way it's supposed to be you know um they brought up uh, in class today a really good fact about sexual sin that we think we're very perverse. The world was extremely per- perverse when the Romans were. Yeah. You know. What I yeah. Mean? So we're it's it's nothing new. I mean, ecclesiastes there, says, "And there's no new sin under the sun," right? It's it's nothing rough. new under the sun. Yeah. You know, but it's the confusion, the chemical, and right, the chemical that you get, like, oh, I can do this on my own. I don't need you. I don't need you. Right. We're gonna go ahead. and We're gonna live that out. And it goes back. Yeah. To
1: that habit. And addiction i mean like the science i asked the question just occurred to me while you're talking that like the science says that screws things up because then you become addicted to yourself and then on top of that i don't want to be too graphic um on top of that the masturbation is a stronger response than heterosexual sex like it just it works differently and so then you get addicted to this thing you're doing for yourself and in the actual physical sense, it's stronger than the response with your wife. So it's, I'm convincing myself it's, it is bad because then it further, not just the act separates you, but chemically and emotionally and physically it
0: separates you. Instant satisfaction. It's like the microwave. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We're a busy world. Uh, uh. Yeah. I gotta go wash clothes. I don't got time for this. Can we hurry up? <laughs> I gotta go to work. I gotta. I gotta. We we need to hurry up. We need to hurry up. Quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kids are. kids are asleep. <laughs> <laughs> My <chair> is coming <laughs> on. <laughs> endless. Yeah. Yeah. Endless. Lift right. Of things,
3: yeah.
0: And then when we literally take it into our own hands. Uh. Once again, that's the problem. Yeah, we're we're separating what God put there, which was the intimacy, because it's all connected. man. It's all connected. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm tar-
1: Last week and yeah. before that, yeah, just like Scripture, it is one continuous story. Yeah, that it's well. I mean, it's why we started with identity, right? A couple yeah. months ago, it was kind of a slow start, but it is if we are who we are in God, and we recognize that we exist to glorify Him. And that his truth is our truth. And that his plan is for our good and his glory. And part of his plan is intimacy. With our brothers and with our wives, that intimacy doesn't have to be sexual. In fact, a lot of times it shouldn't be sexual. And when we allow that intimacy to fulfill our relational need, and then we find that special intimacy with our spouse, then that leads us to A healthy sex life and when we find we're not our identity isn't in our healthy sex life but that is fulfilling it does fill that 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 piece then that gives us the the desire to avoid the masturbation because it is fulfilling in itself that that is not just the act but it's the intimacy and that whole system works together and masturbation is just this thing on the side that starts chipping away at that.
3: And I think you just kind of, that was perfect because I think that's the answer to okay, well, we're talking about porn and masturbation, but what can we do to help or what are we willing to do, right? And it goes back to, well, we need to find our identity in Christ first, right? Because yeah. everything that you just explained, it all goes, it all ties in together of how do we go. How we move going forward and not just focus on, okay, I'm, I'm being sinful
1: Right. the end? Right. Yeah. Because that's depressing. Yeah. I mean, I was saying in my class today, like, if the story ended with Malachi, the Bible is this giant, sad, depressing, disappointing story. If that's it, that's the, that's the situation we're in. If we talk about the problem of porn. I said before, we both know it's sinful. We don't even talk about that. We talked about the harm that masturbation can do, but if we leave it there, that's where the church has tended to leave it. It's bad. Stop it. The end.
0: So where do we go from here? We go to Wednesday class. <laughs> What's going on Wednesday? So uh, for the, the men of, uh, of our class, um, everyone... Wednesday for this semester at 7 p.m. in W102. 102, yep. We have a, uh, what's the official title? So it's it's Man Up, Biblical Masculinity Done Right. And this,
1: this coming Wednesday is yep. going to be on. Yep. This coming Wednesday, I'm leading the discussion on porn. And like we've talked about, we all know it's simple. And so, you know, I told the men last week... I'm not going to beat you up. This is going to be a shaming session. Where do we go from here? What makes it worse? We're going to talk about that. What makes it worse? Halt. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's pretty simple and it's probably pretty universal. I will use that in class. Ask, you know, does anybody have anything to add to this? But then what do we do? What helps? What makes it better? And there's all kinds of different answers for that.
0: We just mentioned that it's all connected, yeah. right? We have to go from shameful to shameless. We need to confess to each other that we have a problem because you can't fix a problem if you don't recognize you have a problem. That's the first step or that second step. Let me back up our identity in crisis first. So there's a, the world's going to tell you, oh, here's seven steps of how to stop masturbating, right? Are you sure? Yeah. Right?
1: No. I don't think they will.
0: No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Self health books are the number one selling category of books yeah. for a reason, yeah. right? It's all a lie. We can't do it ourselves. That's the key. And like I mentioned, not only confession, but then seeking help from people who, one God has led them out of this trap, praise God has Right? What's his title? Chamber. One of his titles, Chain Breaker. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. You know and that's that's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I was able to confess today to the the, the men, or not confess, but um, announce what God did for me. This this past year was such a he, was the moment He broke my chains, and it had to do with the accountability group. And I know it sounds so stupid that um, that God is not enough for me to be held accountable to, but Sean Campbell is definitely someone I need to be held accountable to that is the person I need to be accountable to person. That I I care enough that if my brothers um, look to me and be like, man, I need your help. I need your help with this issue that if I happen to backslide, that literally it's gonna be the most depressing thing to me to come up and say, hey, Sean, I watched porn this week and I knew it was wrong and I still gave in. And it's crazy, right? And I mentioned this in class, God is everywhere and he sees everything I go. So when the Holy Spirit Spirit told me, Hey, uh, bro, I'm watching what you're doing. (laughs) That has, that has really helped me out tremendously (laughs) to not be doing those things because it's, wow. Do I want to do this in front of my savior? A person who loves me, a person who's rescued me from darkness. That if I know if I do this, I'm literally being like the people that crucified him, spitting in his face. Mm -hmm. And it's because I find my identity
1: in him. But you're saying your relationship with your Christian brothers, that accountability is helping.
0: Oh, tremendously.
1: So accountability did nothing for me. Tried it over and over and over again, and it did nothing for me. What broke my... 30-year addiction to ungodly sex and porn was understanding and expressing my woundedness. The pain, what that abuse caused, what my sin caused, what the snarky comments from the youth group, what the unhelpful comments from my parents, all those little wounds built up inside me. I didn't know what they were. Certainly couldn't talk about it. But what I learned is really exploring my own woundedness, understanding why I was so sad that it started with that abuse. And there's a straight line back to it. Just lots of road signs all the way there. But I think I was talking to you when you're looking in a forest, like in North Carolina, it was this way. There's pine trees everywhere. But then you take one step to the right and they all line up. And that's kind of like it was for me. When I realized why I was so sad and that that sadness that repressed sadness came out sideways as anger,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and when I figured out why I was so angry it was because I was so sad, and I was so sad because of this abuse and because of this sin didn 't help, and it hurt, and the unhelpful comments from the youth group and parents and coaches and pastors and ministers and preachers, I was depressed but I wouldn't allow it to be sad cause real men don't cry. Um, it came out sideways as anger. So when I f- figured out those two things, God used that to cure me to a greater degree than I imagined possible. Like no kidding. I don't know if I've told y'all, but like the next summer, we went to the beach. I was physically revolted, nauseated on the beach because of what women were showing on the beach. I was that I was purified to that degree that the next summer I got sick at the beach because there were half three, fourths almost completely naked women there that weren't my wife. Sadly, that response has decreased, but I am, I you know people say you're always addicted. God broke my addiction. I know my, my story is remarkable. But I have seen the face of God, and it, it cured me. And because of that, I want to go back, and I want to help my brothers. I want to go back and walk with them. I can't pick you up, but I'm walking right beside you because you need to take the step. But I, if you blow your leg off, I will, I will pick you up then, but, and I will help get you back to health. Then you've got to make that step, but I'm right here with you. I'm not shoving you. I'm not dragging you. I'm right beside you. I'm going to say, hey, don't step there. That's a landmine. But as we said a couple of weeks ago, you know, the church needs to be that mash hospital on the battlefield. And I need to be those line medics running out like Caxaw Ridge. Have you seen that yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. That Desmond Doss was that medic, and that's what Christians need to do. Be willing to literally walk into the fire, into enemy into an enemy attack and drag people out so they can get to the hospital. So accountability didn't work. Healing helped me. And that healing allowed me to stand up and walk away from my addiction. And praise God, that's six years ago.
0: And absolutely praise God. And for him to put it into your heart to talk about it is amazing because once again, we go back to we don't want to talk about it and talking about things helps What you just said the healing part god comes in to heal right we talked about cells at work right we have this huge wound and then the white blood cells are going to cope i can't say the word coagulate collag- right and they're bringing in everyone right the uh, the kill the white blood cells and bringing all these that kill the infections and stuff like that right that's literally what we're doing when we're talking is that we're bringing people who god has freed from from this to help them there and i thank you a lot for telling your story because there's so many people men and women that need to hear it now and that that you're accepting that it was god's work and not your own. i tried i tried i tried my preacher
1: and pastor <laughs> elders in my county group, they tried they tried they tried but man i my my flesh feels guilty that I've seen God work so much but my spirit rejoices I've seen God face to face too many times for me not to talk about it and I've seen I've seen his amazing miraculous healing life restoring power and I want you to see that. and I want my my brothers in this class and my Brothers. Hopefully they go to my Wednesday night class and my Sunday morning class next door with the parents of teens. I want to be able to pass on the joy that I've got. I can't keep it. I don't want to, but I feel like I'm wasting it. I don't share it. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, I have to be shameless about what happened to me, what I did, because look how wretched I was. Look how awesome our God is. But if I don't tell you the bad stuff, it that is less meaningful because if i can do everything right then god is pretty good but man look how truly wretched i was now i'm not proud of it but that's who i was that was the identity this is how small god was when i was there but now that i've been redeemed and i've seen god he is just this insurmountable incomprehensible greatness and eternity in front of me and this glorious light compared to me, and that he's drawn me to himself. And I just, I want that for my brothers and sisters. And I can't stay quiet about it.
3: I think that kind of goes with what Hutt's message was last week, too, right? That are we willing to share, I don't know, how do he word it, right?
0: Well, he was talking about Paul, that Paul was mourning mm-hmm. that he can't change spots with the other people that don't want to believe and don't seek mm-hmm. God. You know, that... Does it mourn us enough? Yeah. Does it mourn us enough? You know, and uh, I think it mourns you enough that you, that's why you talk so much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need to be more like Sean. And talk
1: <laughs> hey, that shirt sure doesn't make you look fat at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like that. My daughter would say, no, dad, you're not fat. Your shirt's just tight. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it was a sincere compliment. It was but, not I mean, it was just the first day. step to recovery. Right. Right? I know I talk a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, but I'm saying it right. You know, like, you're, you're speaking truth, right? If you were just speaking to hear yourself, that'd be a whole different thing. And I've shared with you, it's like, man, I, I, I really want to get better of wanting to hear not wanting to hear my voice or to be better at hearing other people's voices and when it's appropriate then to allow my voice to be heard through god's words you know what i mean because there's a lot of times like how I many times that i text you this week oh man i re-listened. Really man you dropped a gem you dropped oh here's another gem here's a right the first thing is like i don't even remember saying that yeah right and that's the beauty that i pointed out to one of our friends is like you know, they're like oh hey um Oh, we only got 10 percent battery left um <laughs> let's wrap it up the music's on but the part is like i don't remember saying that only solidifies when god said don't worry about the things you have to say because i'm gonna put the words in your mouth right basically that's what it said that's not the actual scripture right right but that's it was like yeah i'm not i'm not wise enough and bold enough to know those things but the spirit is yeah. and when we allow the spirit to 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 do what they he does best that's it's for his glory yeah everything is for his glory but
1: it's also good for us his glory but he's that awesome that his glory
0: is good for us um i want to give our guest an opportunity to give a wrap-up a message for the other young ladies of of our class
3: um i mean we're here for you we're available anything you need you have our numbers
2: Face. Mm-hmm. um i want to i want to make sure we said this i know y'all have said this in other podcasts but i think we it bears repeating is that if this if porn masturbation any of this, these addictions are plaguing you making you a slave there is redemption there that has been that has been promised god promised that so we spoke about this negatively because it needs to be spoken about negatively because it is sin and it is, it is destructive. But that doesn't mean that those of us or y'all that have engaged in this, that you're, that you are unworthy of redemption, that there is always, there's there, what did you say? We need to be shameless from shameful to shameless. And so when we speak of that, we're not talking about your identity. Mm-hmm. it's our identities in christ right and so if you are struggling with that like that's this that's not just something that the four of us say
4: mm-hmm.
2: we need you to come we want to come you to come and speak with us um we don't have a wednesday class talking about this the lady the, we do have a ladies class that we would love the ladies to attend but what i was reminded of is last semester mm-hmm. about a dozen women uh, in the church did a study um, through a book called mama bear apologetics guide to sexuality where they talked about everything from every everything that culture talks about in terms of sexuality and so if you don't feel comfortable talking to your peers your parents me or edith um, i guarantee there are other women in our church that if you feel more comfortable you can go and speak to them and they want to hear what you're struggling with what questions that you have because I know for a fact, um, based on the attendance in that class, uh, that this is a passion of the women of the church, that we all want to stop the, the generational sin that happened. Uh, what, what I mentioned earlier about changing it for our kids, that is in, throughout the majority of, especially the women in the church. So um, again, it's not just a guy thing, Yeah, as we've said, um, Edith and I are passionate about this as well. And and we want to see people healed. Yeah. You're this. not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for
0: sure. Thank you so much for joining us. It was truly a blessing to get your insight um on this matter. And thank you for being so heavily vested into this group and to know that you're doing it from your heart and not so much as the sense of I have to. So um thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. That. That's yeah. Sean, if you would do us the honors again in closing us out in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, you
1: you are awesome King of the universe. We thank you for every blessing you've given us. We thank you for the gift of your Son that gives us the opportunity to be with you. Lord, here and now, he showed us how we can walk away from sin. Lord, as he showed us That we can walk away from sin. He didn't condemn us. He showed us your perfect love. He showed us your perfect patience. And he showed us he was the great physician. That he would heal people's brokenness. That he would heal their physical wounds, their spiritual wounds, their emotional wounds. He could restore their walk and lead us back to you. Lord, help us to see you. Help us to look to you. Help us to find our identity in you. Lord, find our enjoyment in you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of intimacy, of courage, shamelessness. We thank you for the gift of sex. Lord, that you blessed it and you made it good when we follow you. So I pray that we would be a light to these young adults, Lord, to show them what a godly marriage looks like and why they should look forward to it and why they should seek it with purity. Lord, none of this is perfect, and none of us can do everything right. So I pray that no matter what happens, that these young adults would trust us enough to come to us, to confess their sins, to share their weakness, and that together we can grow closer to you. Father, thank you for this time, for this opportunity that we have to share our thoughts. pray that you are glorified in all of it. pray this in Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Amen
0: this concludes this week's podcast just remember when the world tries to get you to backslide all you gotta say is nah bro